Hey, welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. It's me, your host, Justin Devonshire, and this is going to be a very special edition of the podcast. It's actually going to be broken into, I think, three parts, because today I want to give you a complete, detailed, step-by-step roadmap of how you can create and launch your own supplement line inside your existing fitness business. So this is really for you if you're already a gym owner, a PT, physical or online. Ultimately, if you have an existing client base and you would like to bring in supplements as an additional income stream to to offer those customers, this is for you. If you are looking just to set up a standalone supplement brand or do something unrelated, to your existing fitness business or you don't have an audience yet of clients, this is not going to be for you. That's going to be a slightly different strategy. But this is for those of you, uh, I'm going to walk you through the process of exactly how we are doing this in our own gym chains, how we are now bringing out uh, and also why we're now bringing out a supplement line um, to offer our existing bootcamp clients. So I would say this is going to be relevant to you if you are already if you already have i would say between 60 or 75 minimum clients on recurring revenue you want to look into this if you're not at that level yet i would by all means listen into this but it wouldn't be a strategy i would execute just now and the reason is if you're not yet at 60 to 75 clients I would say that the the time and the energy needed to get this working is better put to use focusing on driving up your client numbers because ultimately as you're going to learn about in this podcast only a small only a percentage of your clients are actually going to adopt and use supplements so if you don't yet have even 60 clients at your boot camp or with your online coaching then you're not going to have a huge rate of people to sign up to to use them. And one of the reasons traditional supplement businesses fail so often is they simply can't make profit. And they can't make profit because their marketing expenses are so high. And their marketing expenses are so high because they have no audience, they have no customers, and they have to attract strangers away from all the different competitors out there. They have to you know, show them their supplements, make them aware of the supplements, educate them about their supplements, put the person into their sales funnel. And all this is super expensive. So a lot of supplement companies have a massive customer acquisition cost. That's why a lot of them fail to make the money they need to grow and why a lot of them ultimately shut down. However, if you run a gym, a boot camp, an online training service, if you have an audience of clients of, like I said, at least 50 to 75 clients, then you have a major advantage because you don't have any customer acquisition costs. You already have the customers. You've already paid the cost of those customers. So you can get a starting group of, of raving fans for your supplements immediately. And that's what you're going to learn in in this podcast but that's just a precursor to this that if you're not yet at that rate you don't yet have at least 60 to 75 clients i would not 
consider doing this just yet. By all means, listen in, dial in the strategy, learn how it works, and when you get to that level, then you can implement. But if you are at that level, you've got 60 or 70 or more clients, this is gonna be brilliant for you, okay? So supplements are a growing market. Uh, it's gonna keep growing more and more, and if you find a product that is a good quality supplement that you endorse, that you truly recommend, that you would use yourself, and you'll find that many of your clients are already buying supplements, then it makes sense to offer supplements inside your gym so you have an additional revenue source. Plus, it's more convenient for your clients because now they can get everything they need in one place and they haven't got to go to Amazon or Holland and Barrett or wherever they get their supplements from. They can just do it through you now. So if you are ready to do this, this is going to be basically an eight-step process. And each of the steps is critical. Each of the steps builds on the one before it. And you can't skip any steps out if you want this to go down well. But if you follow these steps, you're going to have really good success with this. It's pretty much foolproof because the biggest hurdle is already out of the way. The biggest hurdle is getting the first batch of customers. And as you'll find out, you already have those. So if you've done the work to get over 70 clients for your gym or your online program, now you can literally burst into the supplement scene, uh, either keeping it internally to your clients or branching off and selling those supplements publicly outside your client base if you want to as well. That'll be a topic for a different uh, podcast, but you have the option to do that if you follow the steps in, in, in this podcast series. So going to be going a lot more in depth. That's why I'm going to break this up into a couple of parts, but get your pen and paper out, get ready. I'm going to drop some links in the comments below. And again, guys, if this helps you in any way, I would really, really appreciate it. If you can head over to iTunes, leave me an honest review. Uh, it will only take you a few seconds. And I would really appreciate it because those, those reviews on iTunes are really the oxygen that grows this podcast and lets me get it into more uh, listeners without having to, you know, fill it with adverts and stuff like that. So guys, there are eight steps to this. Um, what those steps are very briefly is step number one, where you're going to identify your existing customers. We're going to identify who are the customers that you already have that are going to be the first buyers or the first adopters of your supplements. Step number two, we are gonna survey all your clients to get critical information on what products that you should create for them. Step number three, we are gonna choose what we call the entry level product or the kind of the, the beta test product to get the ball rolling and determine your minimum order quantities and your costs. So you can see exactly how financially feasible this is gonna be for you. Step number four is gonna be about creating your brand and what kind of branding the supplements are gonna have. Now the first four steps, these are what we call quote the easy steps because this is all about planning, preparation, research, thinking, but, and, and all fit pros will do this. However, the second lot of step, the next four steps, steps five, six, seven, eight, this is where the rubber meets the road and real action has to happen. And this is where most fit pros are going to quit, which makes it even easier for you to win 
if you just keep going past step four. Step number, uh, step number five then is gonna be to research and contact potential suppliers. We're gonna help you find your supplier and make that first order. I'm gonna talk about whether you should go with white label uh, supplements or a custom formula. And I'll explain those later. Step number six is gonna be your pre-launch promotion. How do you get your clients excited, get a waiting list and even get pre-sales so you're making money from this, these supplements before the order even arrives at your gym. Step number seven is gonna be the launch day. What do we do on the actual launch day to get these supplements out there and hopefully sell all the stock you just bought in? And step eight is then gonna be continued adoption, which means how do we get those first time buyers to come back and buy more and become recurring buyers on a subscription almost? And how do we then get the rest of your clients to start adopting the supplements month after month? That's the eight steps. The first four is the preparatory phase. The second four steps are the action phase. So let's get started and get into this. This is gonna be probably probably three parts long, but we'll see how we go with time. So I'm gonna break down the whole thing. And again, guys, like I could easily charge money for this. You're gonna see this is a step-by-step -step breakdown. It's exactly what I've done in the past. It's what I'm doing right now with my business partner, James Calderbank at the Transform Hub. Uh, we have you know a few hundred clients at our men's and women's gyms. So it's a perfect time for us to introduce these supplements now. Um, up till now, we've been selling just other people's supplements that we recommend. We've been selling people, you know, grenade bars or barbell co or uh, no carb co, just different products that we use, we recommend. And it came to a point where we're thinking, why don't we just do this ourselves, right? Uh, and make either a match, a product just as good that has our brand and we can give to our clients at a better price than they'll find on the shelves? Or could we even improve on a product and make our own signature formula? And I'll let you guys know what we did when it comes to that part of this little mini course. So this is your, you can call this your mini course on launching a supplement brand, creating and launching your own supplement brand to your existing client base if as a secondary product. So step number one, we want to identify who are your target or your first buyers, your early adopters. So ultimately what we wanna do out of all of this is you want to order a batch of supplements, you want, and you're gonna pay money for those supplements, you want them to arrive and you want them to be sold on day one, if not even pre-sold, so you are left with more money than what you paid to buy those supplements with a profit margin. That's essentially it, am I right? That's, that's what we're doing here. So it all starts, I have that same objective as you. I don't wanna lose money either. I want the closest possible guarantee that I'm gonna double or triple my money every time I buy stock. This is the first step in doing that, trust me. So what you'll find is if you look at your client base right now, again, it could be bootcamp clients, PT clients, it could be online clients, you're gonna find that they fall into three categories. And we're gonna use a traffic light system for this of green, amber, and red. So the top tier you want to identify by asking your clients, you can survey them, do a Facebook group poll, reach out one-to-one. -one. 
the more personal, the better it's gonna be because you're gonna get better, more accurate data. And this is really starting the data collection phase, the market research. So what you'll do is you'll find out that your customers will fall into one of three categories. Category A, or the green category, is gonna be your best customers. These are the people who already buy supplements. They already use different supplements. So there's no convincing, there's no educating them. They already go and buy supplements. They maybe come and eat them at your gym. Though so they take them during their workouts with you. So you wanna find out um, you know, which of your clients are in that bracket? Which ones are the early adopters who already use the products you're likely to release? The second category of people are going to be the clients who maybe have used supplements in the past, but not consistently, not with focus, uh, and are maybe interested in using them, but maybe would just like to know more or find out more about them. That's your kind of maybe, maybe client base. And then the third category of clients you'll have will be the ones who have never used supplements or don't know much about supplements or maybe you're even skeptical of supplements. And I would say on average, if you surveyed your, your client base, you would probably have about 10 to 15%, maybe more depending on your niche, but I would say 10 to 15% of clients already consistently using supplements. You're probably gonna have 30 to 40%, maybe, maybe 20 to 30%, I would say, who are interested and maybe have used supplements in the past, but not consistently. And then you'll have another 30 or 40% who are not interested uh, or even refuse to use supplements, let's say. So the first step is identifying where your clients fit into those categories. That is gonna tell you first and foremost, who is your hot list? Who are, who are the top tier, the top 15% of clients already using supplements? Because that's your target audience. You're also going to know who's your secondary warm audience, the people who are interested. And then you're going to know who is the final audience, the ones that might take some convincing and some more social proof. And we'll probably turn them into customers over the long run. That's step number one, identifying that. Right? And that should take you like, all of a couple of hours probably to figure out if you have a few Facebook polls, survey your clients, you should find out pretty soon. A Facebook group could probably find that out for you. Step number two then is gonna be, once you've broken down your clients into those three categories, are they supplement users uh, or supplement decliners? <laughs> then you wanna survey those clients and get as much individual feedback as possible. So starting with the guys who use supplements, you wanna find out as much about their supplement use as possible. Like what products do they buy? Is it pre-workout? Is it protein powder? Is it glutamine, collagen, multivitamins? What is it, omega-3s? You wanna find out what do they like about those products? What brands do they buy? Which brands do they like? What do they like about those brands? What attracted them to those brands? What do they like about the product? What do they not like about the product? What would they improve on the product if they could improve anything? These are the kind of questions you wanna be asking them. And if you really wanna get detailed into this, you, could, you can really uh, ask them questions around four main points, four main considerations. And those four points would be, I told you you need a pen and paper for this to take notes. <laughs> this is a really detailed plan. 
So the four points of feedback you'd be looking for from supplement users, uh, and also consider yourself. If you use supplements, then do this research on yourself and fill out this questionnaire yourself with the supplements that you use. That's exactly what, what we did doing this process. We looked at the products that we use, proteins, pre-workouts, multivitamins, and we asked ourselves these four questions. The first was around effectiveness, as in, does it actually work? Now, on some products, it's hard to tell, like, is your protein powder working? Well, you know, it's hard to tell. Um, but often, you know, if it's not, or if it's a problem with it, then you might get bad digestion or whatever it might be. But something, something like a pre-workout, for example, you can tell it works because you try it, you either get a great boost in half an hour or you don't. So I've had pre-workout mixes that definitely do work. I've had some that work too well. And I've had some that just don't work whatsoever. And I, it's basically water. So that's the first step is effectiveness. Does the product work for them? The second dimension you can ask about is uh, branding or design. So what do they like about the branding? Even if the product doesn't work, maybe they like the branding of it. Something made them buy it in the first place. Think about the colors, the fonts, the theme of the brand. And the brand is like the attitude of the brand, as in how does it make them feel? Is the design modern or retro? Is it, does it look like it's designed around healthy optimum living? Or is it designed for raging bodybuilders who want veins and to turn into the Hulk, right? A brand, just by me naming ideas and attitudes like that, you could probably have an idea, a visualization of brands in your mind that fit those descriptions. And it's the other way around too. The brands that have a certain look and feel will conjugate images in your head of that kind of style. So, um, you know, I've got examples in front of me right here. I've got one example is of a pre-workout, one that I use. It's called Total War. <laughs> Total War is the name of, of this, right? If you've used it, it's a great pre-workout. Um, I've got another one called Maximum Recharge, which is like, eh, you know, so think about that, right? Like which brand, just by the name alone, really stands out? Which one is like hardcore, effing serious, get shit done? Which one sounds like a cheap knockoff, right? Maximum Recharge or Total War, right? <laughs> That's just the word. It's different effect when you see the colors, the, the fonts, uh, the images or graphics on the packaging, it all makes a difference. We'll talk about branding a bit later on, but for now, you're analyzing other competitors' brands. So you've got effectiveness. You can survey your clients and yourself on design elements that you like or dislike from other brands. You can, after design, you can look at uh, functionality. Now, functionality is more about the packaging or how easy it is to use. So functionality could be, for example, uh, you know, is is it, if you're going to take your pre-workout around with you, is the box, is the packaging portable or is it too big? Uh, functionality might be: Do your clients prefer protein powder to be in a plastic tub or in a in a in a pouch? Because because maybe the pouch uh, is more ecologically friendly. Or maybe the pouch is easier to store and carry around, takes up less space, right? So there's functionality. There, some, you know, 
how easy are the, are the directions clear? If you buy a pre-workout drink, for example, is it clear how much you should take? Some of them don't even tell you how much water you should use in the mix. So you kind of have to guess, right? Um, and so some of them, but some of them are really good and tell you, hey, if you're a beginner to this pre-workout, try this test scoop first. And if, you're, if you can tolerate that, then try the advanced scoop serving. That's functionality. That's a lot better. It means they've considered how you're going to use the product. Uh, and after functionality, the last one then is taste. Because you can have a product that works, it does the job. Let's, let's use pre-workout as an example again. It does the job. It gives you a great energy boost. The design is amazing. The brand speaks to you. The functionality is great. The box is the right size, easy to open, clear instructions. But then what if it tastes like shit? <laughs> so taste is not the same as effectiveness because it might work, but tastes like crap. So taste is the fourth dimension you can look at. Maybe, um, maybe people don't like the flavors. Maybe there's not enough range of flavors. Maybe there's flavors people would like to see. You never know. So that's four, four dimensions you can survey your clients on. That's step number two. Survey them on the products they use, the ones that do use the top tier that use supplements already. Then you also want to survey the next tier of clients, the ones who are interested or are semi-users, and ask them questions. You know, why did they start using supplements? Why did they stop? Uh, you know, would they consider using supplements again? Which products would they use? What would make them make that decision? And you can also survey the ones who said they don't use supplements, the third tier, and ask them, you know, what is it about supplements? Is it, is it just, you know, are you just not interested? Do you feel you don't know enough? What questions do you have about supplements? What skepticisms or hesitations do you have? What concerns do you have? And whereas you probably might not convince any of them to just change their mind, you will get good insights into the questions that all your customers might be asking, or at least you'll get some good, let's call it ammunition, to overcome objections later on in your, in your presentation, because you'll know what common questions the skeptics are gonna have, probably about the safety of the ingredients, the chemicals, blah, 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 right? So, so that's step number two, surveying the clients. Okay, step number three then is gonna be um, all about determining your gateway product and your basic costs. Okay, so now you're formulating an idea of what you're gonna promote. At this point, before we go to the suppliers, we wanna know what product are we gonna launch, uh, why are we launching that product, and really what's the minimum order quantity we need to be looking at buying. So again, the minimum order is, let's start with that first of all. And when you go, when I show you, when I talk about suppliers later in the next part, you'll be able to go to a supplier's website and get the pricing for yourself of what it's gonna cost you to buy 50 units, 100 units, whatever it might be. But before you do that, the cost is really irrelevant. You need to know, first of all, how many quantities you actually need to make this viable for you. The cost is really irrelevant at this point. Uh, so you should now know, based on the size of your client list, you'll know how many are early adopters, how many you know, 
how you, you can make an estimation of how many clients you think will try your product on day one. You'll also have an idea of how many of your tier two clients, the ones who are semi-interested, how many of those do you think you can convert into buyers? And it also goes up saying, guys, if you've got an email list or an Instagram following, this is not limited to only your gym or online clients. If you, maybe you only have 300 gym clients, but you have an email list of, of, of 3,000 local prospects who've maybe signed up to work with you in the past but never did. So if you have a, a 3,000 size email list or an Instagram following or a free Facebook group, feel free to put these surveys in those groups too um, because you might find you have 20 or 30 or 40 people on your email list that also use supplements and they'll be interested in learning what you have. Another reason why supplements are such a great idea, it doesn't require people to become coaching clients to actually buy the product. You might have people who never step foot in your gym, yet may become lifetime supplement buyers from you. Make sense? And it's easy, if they're buying supplements from you, it's easy to make upsell opportunities for them to walk in the gym and do some gym coaching with you as well, or online coaching, uh, and vice versa. So don't restrict yourself to just your client base. Feel free to survey your wider audience as well. And you might pick up even more sales or interest at least from them. So with all that said and done, then you will now need to, need to determine what is the minimum order quantity you think you can sell on launch day. Uh, and again, I would probably caution it, I would say the minimum would be around 15 to 20% of your client base. So if you have 100 clients, you want to get a minimum of 20 units of the product you choose to sell first. If you have 300 clients, then you want to get at least 50 units, at least. And I say at least because one thing to consider is, is especially now with COVID this year, delivery orders will take you around six to eight weeks to receive the shipment, which means if you, let's say you have 100 clients and you then decide you're going to order 20 units of a protein powder to begin with. Now, you may only sell 10 to 15 on launch day. Right, but I would still recommend you get at least 20 units. And you might be thinking, well, why is Justin saying that? If I'm, if I'm only confident I'm going to sell 10, why would I order 20? And it's because of turnaround time, uh, especially which has been affected by COVID shipping times now. Because what happens is if you, if you estimate you'll make 15 sales and you order only 20 units of the product, and let's say you ordered them right now today, and it's uh, it's end of October as I, as I record this. So if you ordered them today and it took six weeks, the shipment of your 20, 20 protein powders would arrive probably just before Christmas or just after Christmas. And if you then sold all those um, boxes on day one, great, you're sold out. And that's a problem because in the supplements business, you never want to be sold out because now if, if, if two or three or four or 10 more people actually wanted to buy, they now have to wait six to eight weeks for you to make your next order. So you've now delayed 
the shipping by you made a great surge of sales and then you blocked yourself for two weeks from making more sales. So if you had just a few more buyers who were ready to buy and you didn't have the stock, you have to wait two months, six weeks to eight weeks to replenish that stock. Also, what will happen is if 10 people, if only 10 people bought from you the protein and now you've got 10 left over and let's say nobody else buys. Well, after four weeks, when that supplement runs out for those 10 people, they're going to come back and those 10 people will each buy one more box of protein from you, which was your remaining 10 units. So if, again, again, 15 people bought on day one and you had 20 units, then after a month, those 15 people want to buy again from you and you've only got five units left. So now you've got impatient people who would have kept paying you again. So the, the, the principle is with this is you want to order more stock than you think you're going to need. And that's the key. So decide your minimum order quantity, a minimum 20% of your active client base. Uh, and we'll take it from there. In part two, we're going to talk about creating your brand. So do these steps and I'll see you in part number two.